Hello, Internet, and welcome to Right in the Fields, your favorite nostalgia podcast. My name is Terry Smith. Just a quick intro for you this week. We have two podcasts coming out, one that was recorded a long time ago and one that's brand new. It's all super special. Uh, this is just our special little promotion we're doing for the announcement of Season 2 going in. If you like these shows, head on over to CampyKillCreations.com and check out all the other podcasts we do. If you want to support us, head on over to Patreon.com slash CampyKillCreations. We have lots of cool bonus content over there, bonus shows, our sister podcast, Slovenly Trolls. We do crossovers over there. They put up all their, their behind-the-scenes on our Patreon. So go over there, check out all that really cool stuff. We have new comics coming out on the website. Growing Up is our first full-size comic that's launching here in a few weeks. So if you like us, there's lots of cool extra content anyways welcome back for season two thank you so much for listening and enjoy this episode about live action kids sitcoms thank you Recording. We are good. Do you do you want to know what one of my last Google searches is? Do you want to say it for the show, or do you want to say it before I like where before I would cut? I'll say it for the show. I just was looking at it as I was on my <laughs> Google Drive, but okay. Yes, I want to know what your last Google search is. Am I? I'm, Di- I'm afraid. Difference between light and dark soy sauce. <laughs> it's less sodium for light soy sauce. What do you? How did you not know that? Um, well, it's about the coloring of the dish. Okay, so I'm I'm thinking of low sodium Dark. soy sauce, and that is different yes. than light soy yes. sauce. It is, yes, it is. Different. I didn't know that it was a thing. Okay, yes, I apologize. I apologize. I, you know, listen. I think I need to make an apology to you, an apology to our listeners. I was in over my head, and I was talking out of my ass, and I shouldn't have been. You were thinking L-I-T-E as opposed to light <laughs> yes, as in I the was. color of, of the soy sauce. <laughs> uh, but when you use dark soy sauce, it can make your food slightly bitter. Oh. It's got like a different, a little bit of a different flavor profile. It's got a stronger umami it's... profile, right? Like that makes sense. Yes. See, I just put MSG also. in everything. That's uh, when People yeah. come over to my house. I love when like like old white people eat the stuff that I cook, which happens on occasion. You know, I'm now a middle-aged white person. So I know some old white people and they cook or they eat my cooking and they're like, well, how, how do you get it? Like, what is that flavor? And I'm like, it's that stuff that you think is bad for you, but you're just an idiot. Uh, it's, it's, it's ground up mushrooms. You dumb piece. Of shit. Exactly. It's the stuff and that you though- all banned from all the restaurants where I come from. So nothing tasted as good for a long time. Oh my god, plain AF. <laughs> so my last Google search was Equestria Girls Cafeteria Song because that's what my daughter likes to listen to before we go to bed. Oh, it's not the Battle of the Bands one anymore? Listen, I, I cannot remember. play the Equestria Girls Battle of the Bands because that is a five-minute song. And it takes me 45 minutes to get them to go to bed. It's not why she picks it. She just really likes it, which is really cute and earnest. I just can't handle it when it takes me an hour to read like four chapters of Charlotte's Web or whatever the hell they want me to read that night. 
just saying it's got a it's because the battle sequence takes too long it, well there's a, there it. is a whole battle in between but there's music playing through the whole time it's like a like a part of scott pilgrim basically um it's yeah, not a bad no, it's not I've a bad like episode uh, of television it's just long for bedtime sing songs <laughs> Uh, anyways, if you don't know, hello and welcome to Right in the Fields, the only podcast that takes the stuff that you used to remember and shoves it down your gullet until you can't stand it anymore, and then we laugh about it and also cry because we're old and we have things that nobody remembers anymore, like Pollyanna and all that, and light soy sauce, you know, the things that you've forgotten about and now we've put it back into your mind. How about, how about, um, Gak? Does everyone remember Gak? I was going to say Splurge. Splurge. <laughs> Is that that, or Surge or whatever. Surge. Or, Surge is different than Whatever. Surge. I did love Surge. What about Vault? You remember Vault? Not quite as far back as Gak, but do you remember Vault? No. Vault was Coca-Cola's so. answer to Mountain Dew. Yes. Yes. Yes, I do. Now that you say that, yes, I do. And, you know, just like most of the things that I love, they took it away from me too soon. Like, uh, I, I, I was a, a proponent of the Zune. You remember the Zune? Short-lived. I, you iPod you rival. And, yes, yes, you and honestly, I can remember when our friend, uh, whose name I don't know if he wants on the show or not, but he <laughs> had he had a zoo, and he insisted to me that it was uh, going to upend Apple, and I said on my iPhone, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> and I don't want to say that I have rubbed it in since, but I have. So. Yeah, no, it did not upend Apple. It did not overtake. Uh, Microsoft did in other ways, and Apple won in other ways. But the iPod definitely won out, as well as the iPhone. The Zoom was too good for this world, I am convinced. I love that thing. It made more sense. The The UI worked better. Uh, the Marketplace also had a pretty good UI. Uh, but Apple, you know, just had their, their cult. And also really good branding like the commercial for the ipod is still very fun the commercial for the zune was i don't know i can't tell you because it was the commercial for the zune the most i had going yep. for it was that really good nod in guardians of the galaxy 2 <laughs> yeah that's that's true that's about all it's got going for it r.i.p to the zune <laughs> but this week we're not talking about the zune we're talking new stuff so before we get too far so i kind of told you what this was about but if you've listened to anything on the can't be killed creations website any of our other podcasts you know that we've been gone for a little while we've been toiling in the background like the clock king we've just been sitting there tinkering until we could come back with our new nefarious plot which is season two of right in the fields you're listening to the first episode congratulations you're part of the few the many the no, that doesn't work. The few, the the proud. What's the Marines thing? Doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> the few, the proud. <laughs> yes, the I said the few Some and the many, off. and I'm like, well, that's that's not how things work. That's an oxymoron. Anyways, yes, this is season two of Right in the Fields. We're coming back with a bunch of other stuff. We got rid of a bunch of the crap you weren't listening to, so we're bringing back Right in the Fields, and we have our new show, The Slovenly Trolls. You might have listened to them. They are awesome, talking about feminism and D&D, toxicity, all the other crappy stuff, but from a really cool group of chicks that want to tell you from their angle, because there's too many people that look and sound just like me that try to mansplain these games to you so they're gonna do a much better job of it and they do a shit ton of research they are awesome we're coming back with some new comics new comic strips i get to announce that i have my first full-size comic coming out for sale called growing up it's going to be on our site comiXology all sorts of places so look at growing up from can't be killed press it's going to be awesome um but anyways 
enough of that. I am your host, Terry. With me, as always, is Chelsea. And we are here to talk about today the teen shows, the live-action teen shows of the 90s and late 80s. Well, I guess, and also 2000s. This era is weird. When people say 90s kids, a lot yeah. of stuff of what they reference is like 2001. So, like, yeah. it's, I would include probably... I would honestly, you know, just like we can with 9-11, you know, hashtag never forget. Never forget, we can, it I changed feel everything. Like, exactly. We can also, with the 08 crisis, so I feel like up to 2008, I would count in, in the same zone. Really, really? So we just go way. from financial crisis to financial crisis? That's how, we, that's how we're going to look at eras? Yeah, yeah. So, so everything between 08 and 2020 is going to be, a, or I guess 2021 is going to be the new market crash? That's the next era? That's interesting. Yeah. That's a deep. That's a that's a deep topic. I don't know if I'm ready to cover that. Um, but, I just mean for for posterity's sake, if you want to have a cutoff, um, I you know when, <laughs> I really thought you were going to compare from. other tragedies. Like you were going to talk about WB changing to CW. I really thought that's what was going to come out of your tongue. You're like nine eleven, WB, no, all these things. No, no, not similar. Not similar. Oh wait, financial crisis. You know, not similar. Lives were not lost. Well. But nah. they were, so... Okay, listen, <laughs> you're, getting, you're getting kind of dark here. Let's get away from Wall Street for a minute, and let's go okay. closer to Sesame Street. But then it's Fun Neighbor. Let's talk about Nickelodeon and the WB for a second. So, okay. when I was a kid, it was like cartoons were the thing. And I remember when Nick and Knight would come on, I'd be real upset, because I'm like, well, those are real people. I don't want to see real people. And my kids are the same way, right? Like, kids' cartoons are kids' cartoons. When dad's watching a cartoon and they're like, well, this this seems weird. This doesn't seem like a cartoon because it's not, it's not for kids. I'm usually watching some violent anime or something. And it was the same <laughs> thing for me. There was that thing that blurred the lines when you started to watch cartoons. But my favorite thing that blurred the line was live action shows that were for kids. Now, you could look at something like Power Rangers, which is aimed at a younger audience. But my favorites, not that Power Rangers isn't a favorite, but my favorite when it comes to these shows is something like iCarly or drake and josh or that kind of thing that more targeted the audience of i still want to have fun i still want to get high on my couch and i want to watch live action people but i want to see the same slapstick antics and uh crazy face gestures and that's where nickelodeon and those shows come in so what's your touchstone for those types of shows so do you want it from nickelodeon so no it doesn't have to just be nickelodeon just that's the type of vibe that i'm going yes, for yes i understand uh, well, first, I when we, you texted me today and said, what do you want to talk about? And I said, I don't know what you want to talk about. And you <laughs> said, kid, live action kids and teen shows. I thought you said live action kids and teen titans. So I spent an hour today looking at things about teen titans. Okay, which but, are then irrelevant. Okay, so but listen, but what, did you, what did you think? I'm, what is a kid titan? What, what so was I, the thought, I thought you meant... Live action Titans, comma the kids version of Teen Titans, and then Teen Titans, <laughs> like the anime esque cartoon that we grew up with, the live action that is current, and the Teen Titans Go in between. I mean, that's a really that good is... episode, but that is not what I want to talk about today. <laughs> no, I understand that. After we were talking about it, and I said something about Teen Titans, you're like, "What are you talking about?" And I was like, "I'm stupid." Okay, I get it. <laughs> so then I had to, you know, revamp while I was cooking dinner. And I immediately went more CWWB route when you said teens. You went the drama route. You went drama. I did. I I did. I went. I went. You know, ABC Family drama. I went. I went teen more teen focused, I guess, than child focused. So if we're doing children's focus, I think that 
something like um, Sister Sister was a was a big show that I really enjoyed. Or um, so let's Sabrina start with comedy Blitz, and which... see where we get to because okay. I definitely agree. So a lot of kids our age, their touchstone is the Nickelodeon segments, right? So you got like Zoe One Hundred One, Drake and yes. Josh, iCarly. But I was way more like you. I was in the Disney camp. Sister Sister. Um, smart guy, Boy Meets World. Well, I guess Boy Meets World was ABC, but you get what I'm saying. Same concept. Yeah, and when they talk about like children's programs, it was definitely more of the Disney Channel in my house, just because you could watch, it ran the gamut, you know, it ran a bunch of different primetime reruns like Boy Meets World during the day, and then I would get things like Smart Guy, which was like my favorite show growing up, so. It was so good. It was so good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are the Maris up to now? uh dancing it looks like from what i can tell dancing, dancing and, with and and whatever fox family is now what's fox family now it was fox it was fox abc family but then what it, it was freeform. freeform so i'm sure yes. that the maori sisters have some sort of freeform show they all do right uh, that's where melissa joan hart had ended her, up had her own had her own show on i can't remember which i'm looking it up right now had her own show on, not the Cooking Network, but something similar to that. I love the idea, like, this, like, strange route that all of them take. So if you were on a live-action kids or teen show in the 90s, it went like this. Okay, so you were in those, and then you were in the Disney Channel original movies, then you got a few actual Disney Channel movies, like, like or Disney, like, full-on production movies, and then you ended up in a few other low-budget, like, teen comedy dramas that didn't go anywhere, and then you disappeared. And then you came back making appearances on ABC Family and Freeform shows. And then you go to Hallmark for a little while. And then you end up either on yes. Fox News or you end up on a cooking show. Like, that's the route they all take. Yeah, I I mean, it looks like they're her, obviously, her and her sister are still close. It looks like there's, like, a drama about, you know, potentially not being. Um, but it looks like they were just had some kids and are living their best lives. That's good. Good for them. Good for them. I just I, I can't help but notice the patterns that some of them follow because being a child actor several TV is movies. Several, I, I'm <laughs> several TV you, movies. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I wanna know um, what I gotta do to get on some like Hallmark channel or Lifetime movies because I wanna be the confused neighbor. That's just in the background whenever all the drama ensues. Because that's my favorite character in all of those. Like They clearly see somebody get stabbed. Somebody get slapped. Somebody yelled at. Somebody with all their stuff on the lawn. And no matter what, they're just like, oh, I can't. What's going on over there? Like, what, what do you mean, Jeff? You know exactly what's happening over there. You just saw it happen. You saw the thing unfold. Mind your, own. <laughs> Mind your business, Jeff. Listen, you don't want to be next. He's so always like mowing his lawn, and then like if if it were the TV version, like like if we're going the younger audience, he always had sunblock on his nose. That's how you knew a, a person was goofy, was if they had sunblock <laughs> on their nose. Because God forbid you want to get so sunburn true. on your nose, like that. You're so horrible for not wanting to have a red ass nose at work on Monday, but. <laughs> Just the nose, though. The cheeks fine to be red. It's fine the to be red. Definitely definitely fine to be burned like i think the idea so, was is if you put it there because your nose hangs out farther than your gigantic sun hat that they also wore along with it for their uh, adventures you're just describing wilson from <laughs> <laughs> from home improvement they had to only put it on his nose because you didn't see below that <sighs> anyways so so yeah like the disney channel ones definitely like 
they blew Steven up Stevens. then, and they never stopped. Yeah, so you get things like even Stevens, but even like the the um, multi camera ones that kind of blew up for them, right? Over the years, that was their big money maker. Instead of cartoons, you had things like that's so Raven and uh the selena gomez magic one wizards of waverly place, wizards of waverly right? place and then yep. things sweet life like, of zach and cody yes hannah and montana don't even get me started hannah montana exactly is its own you know juggernaut and then there was a spinoff of sweet life right on deck yes on and I, I those were a little bit after me anyways but it's still interesting to see this gigantic thing blow up from there and they went in two different directions right so you had a more i guess more childish bent uh, and more, I guess, attempted wholesomeness at, on Disney Channel. And then when you go over to Nickelodeon, they went off in two of their own directions, but both were the extremes, right? So you had the extremes of comedy. So you get things like all that iCarly, the Amanda, Amanda show, show, Drake and Josh, yes. and it's all comedy. And then full-on just melodrama with things like Zoe 101. And I've never seen Victorious. I don't know which camp that really falls so- into. I honestly think that Nickelodeon had that more in the bag because of Degrassi, which had. Come I was out good as way I was saving Degrassi. You got me. Yes, Degrassi. Listen, it's the seminal. It's like the the number one. Like if I thought about like the first one I can remember, like being something I couldn't watch because it was for teens, and it was on like a little later, but not like Nick and Night late. They had so many that they were able to do two things. This is one of my favorite things about those. One of the things that I like to bring up whenever we're having this conversation is they had so many of those shows that were teen oriented. They took a failing child's channel, which was Noggin. If anyone remembers Noggin, it was where they put all of the Nick Jr. old shows. So Nick Dirt, like early in the morning was Nick Jr. for kids, right? So you had like your one to six year olds and then after that it turned into you know the normal nickelodeon spongebob stuff like that she had blues clues up until that point and then it would switch over to something like rugrats but what did you do with all those shows that were then done airing there as well as their educational shows that nickelodeon started with so way back in the day nickelodeon was actually supposed to be an educational channel for for children things like ghost rider and stuff like that so they started Noggin, which was like, we'll put all of those old shows over there and we'll put more educational content. And that failed miserably. <laughs> no one was subscribing to <laughs> Noggin on their, their Dish Networks and their DirecTV and all their other cable providers. So then they were like, hey, we got all these teen shows. What if we changed it to The End at night? It was called The End. And if you remember the end, it was it started as a block of, of TV shows on Nickelodeon, then switched over to Noggin. And then they were just like, you know what? Just make it Teen Nick. Fuck Noggin. It's Teen Nick. The end is now <laughs> Teen Nick. We put everything over there. And they bought more Canadian shows because Degrassi was such a hit. They bought things like Radio Free Roscoe, which was basically Degrassi if they also had a radio station. <laughs> if they gave them more power. <laughs> listen, and like, listen. They like didn't the... need more power. <laughs> Listen, it, okay, I know it sounds ridiculous. I love the fucking show. I love it. I've seen every episode of Radio Free Roscoe. It's amazing. I wanted to be a radio radio host so bad. Could be part of why I podcast so much is Radio Free Roscoe. Was it good? No, probably not. But I loved it. Neither was Degrassi. It wasn't nearly as melodramatic as Degrassi either. And it was only about four teens instead of like 64. There's 64 people in Degrassi. It's a fucking soap opera. It's, it's honestly, I mean, it is a soap opera, but there's five different, like, what, segments or whatever. whatever yeah, I, I didn't watch uh, a lot like of separate. the original Degrassi. It was, I watched a lot of Degrassi The Next Generation. 
Yeah. Yep. Well, because it started, the kids at Degrassi Street started in like the 70s, I think. Exactly. The late 70s, exactly. early 80s. So it's just the longevity, though, for a Canadian TV show is just <laughs> impeccable. You love to see it. You love to see it. But the drama that surrounded Degrassi, honestly, like part of the show, right, is we just say words to trigger memories in your brain so you keep listening, right? Like if we say things like the N and Teen Nick and Degrassi, you'll just keep listening. You're like, yeah, I remember those things. Like, like is there a small the bit of, of like, exactly, is there a small bit of serotonin that gets released in your brain when I say these words? Perfect. Let's just keep it going. Because they're like they're not the only network. That was the interesting thing was Nickelodeon did this, you know, earlier on as well as like we mentioned Disney. But Cartoon Network followed after we grew out of it. Cartoon Network started to shift to that point when we were in high school and kind of done with that kind of thing. I didn't. And, I don't remember. Yeah. Remember yeah. Exactly. It wasn't really Network. part of it. And my favorite thing was they had a show hosted by Andrew WK. Which, if you don't know Andrew W.K., Andrew W.K. is a musician, rock star. There's some conspiracy theories that he is multiple people. I don't know any truth behind that. But all of his songs are about partying, which is, you know, that's something that's something you can commend the guy for, right? Like, if your entire catalog is about partying and you stick to it. And it was an experiment to be the perfect rock star. You know what you should do with that? So someone who's all of their songs are about partying, getting fucked up, getting the girls, being a rock star... We should put that dude in charge of children, right? Like, that's that's the next <laughs> logical point for that. And he hosted a show on Cartoon Network. Let me look up the name of the show. I can't remember. It was called Destroy, Build, Destroy. And that says all you need to know, right? It was a show that was basically Mythbusters if it was just the second half. So you know how they had the build crew on Mythbusters? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely silence. I'm no, sorry. I didn't. I'm reading about destroy, build, destroy. It's exactly what it sounds like. You're you're cutting out there, dude. Uh, g- g- give yourself a second to catch up. You're cutting out real bad. You still there, dude? Can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm still here. Now. Can you okay. hear me? Yep. That's yes. Weird. But- but, uh, yeah, it was a dude who only partied, and he was in charge of a bunch of children who presumably now only party. That seems to be the aftermath of shows like this. And they would build things and then blow them the fuck up. <laughs> uh, I think I it mean, was fascinating. I'm here for the- Yeah, sadly, we missed yeah, out on that. There was, there was a few more shows in that block, none of them really worth mentioning. But they attempted it, and it went downhill and now Cartoon Network is in a it's in a strange cycle so it kind of shifted to the Nickelodeon more slapstick cartoons in the afternoon as their their whole content away from their Toonami block and now they're back on Toonami they play a lot of anime they play a lot of um, action oriented cartoons it's very interesting this route that all these channels have gone through and the cyclical nature of the industry and like following each other with the trends but uh, I could talk the actual economy and logistics of it all night. No one wants to listen to that shit. So let's talk into more serotonin nostalgia <laughs> stuff. What was your touchstone for these shows? Um. So I guess if you go all the way back, right, if we're talking kids, it'd probably be something like Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood or Sesame Street, right, like as a child. <laughs> okay, but then that's too far back. That's too far back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay like that's what i'm saying As a child, the teen shows let's go to the teen shows aware. yeah i want to say probably degrassi just i can remember like 
going to school and everyone would be talking about what had happened on the episode <laughs> of Degrassi. Like, but aside from that, I was a big CW kid. Um, I loved Smallville, right? I loved superheroes always um, from like a, a young age. So seeing like a young Superman and it was also dramatic. And then I found, you know, like One Tree Hill and Dawson's Creek. And, oh, and so you Dawson's leveled Girl, up real all... quick to the, the second level past like, so like if, if Zoe 101 could digivolve, it would be to something like Dawson's Creek, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, because I, so for a while we only had, I only had PBS. So I didn't really have any live action except for like Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. Mr. Rogers, you know, and then Zabumafu yeah. came on. Yeah, right, PBS didn't humor. didn't have much much for teen, um, no <laughs> teen programming. Like, the Red Green Wendy. Show would probably be the closest thing. Listen, I love Red Green. Show. I love the Red Green <laughs> Show too. I'm just saying, like, there's not a lot of teen oriented um, segments on PBS. I would maybe say Wishbone. But... No, Wishbone. No, you just watched <laughs> Wishbone until you're way too old. In fact, no one should have been watching Wishbone. Like, you you have books, you have TV. Why are you mixing them, okay? Number one. Number two, it was not good programming. Number three, it you were not. just the sad kid who was still watching Wishbone. Like, I just got to say it. Like, you were just like, we're all hanging out. We're 15. You're like, guys, Wishbone's on tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that was not how it went. I would have been mad at 15. <laughs> No way I would not have hidden that at 15. So, no, past um, those. Past the PBS. Jesus. <laughs> so, it's either probably something like Degrassi, or I would say something along the lines of Saved by the Bell, Full House. Ooh, like, yeah, like the Nick at Night program. That was like, they were supposed sort of, to be family were, shows, but they were teen shows. Right. Yeah, I mean, they were, but it was something that you could watch. Like, my um, mom enjoyed watching them, like, when she and my dad, before they had split. And so, she enjoyed Full House, and so it would come on, and we would watch it, and that kind of Sure. Not now, Saved by the Bell, I think, fits the rendition. mold that we're talking about. I think Full House is definitely, yeah. that's a primetime show. Like, that's a primetime show that we all watched as teens because it was in syndication. I don't think that fits the mold that we're talking about here. Number one, the teen drama didn't come till way later, right? I think I, guess, I think yeah, Full House and, and Boy Meets World would blur the lines because there was a lot of family drama, but then there was also, in the second half, a lot of teen drama because all the kids grew up, right? Right, okay, I guess I was thinking more, because you're right, the beginning part is when they're young, and that is more family, but as they get older, because, like, as it gets older, I would say both shows become more teen-focused. Like, as Boy Meets World got older, it definitely Yeah, Boy Meets focused. World, I think, a full argument can be made, it just switched to that show, right? It just switched to a teen yeah, show. Yeah, it just changed. But it was but so good, but Full, also... full House, I, you know what, I was ready to write you off, but I'm just thinking, I'm thinking of all of the shenanigans that Kimmy Gibbler and the gang, you know, people mentioned the other kids first, no, 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 that was Kimmy Gibbler's show, let's be honest. <laughs> it was Kimmy Gibbler's show. She, she ruled the roost. I mean, so many people loved Michelle, and she stays so young in it, you know? Um, so yeah, I'm pretty that... sure they were feeding her things to stunt her growth, like, they were giving her, like, a cup of coffee a day. Uh, or, or uh, probably more, probably more, probably more like a full pot of coffee. There is something up there. There, there's some fucked up stuff going on. It's part of her agreement. But I would also say, in the same line of blurring the lines, I really watched a lot of Seventh Heaven. You know, which is awful now because oh my god, so I was gonna bring up Seventh Heaven because it was like this weird religious homeschooled stepchild of those shows, right? Right, but also like. A teen show. As it got older and as the kids got older in that show, it definitely became more focused on, like, 
the kids and their relationships and the drama of you know and, and the te- and the teen angst and the melodrama of seventh heaven only works if you're a teenager if you're an adult and watching it that's that means one of two things a you spend too much time at church or b you, you, there's something wrong with you <laughs> which i think also applies <laughs> to a but you get what i'm saying like there's right. an issue there's an issue at home um, something is rotten in Denmark, if that was the the point. Because I, I remember watching Seventh Heaven as a kid, and I was like, "This is very dramatic." <laughs> like every every, so every three cuts to the scene, I was like, "Oh, and that person just died." Okay, they huffed paint once, and they're dead. That's how it works. I shouldn't huff paint. Well, you shouldn't huff paint. Let's just disclaimer on the episode. There, there was a season go. where the younger kid. What was the the son's name on Seventh Heaven? Simon. Was it Rudy? Simon Theodore. No. Why am no, I naming Simon. Alvin and the Chipmunks? I don't know. It's Simon is the young. Well, so there's the twin boys, but no, not see. the twins. Matt's the oldest, I think. Simon, maybe. yep. Yeah, Simon, Matt, Camden, Simon, Mary, Lucy, Ruthie, Sam, and David. Got it. Okay, yeah. So Simon is hanging out with the ne'er do wells. He's listening to the rap music. Ashley Simpson. Ashley Simpson. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I can remember. She you gotta remember you gotta remember Seventh Heaven. There. You gotta remember Seventh Heaven for several things. Like Tyler Hoechlin got his start there. He's Superman now. I love him. Barry Barry Watson, Jessica Beale, Kaylee Cuoco, like several people that are now like very famous and like went on to other things started there. Beverly Mitchell is huge if you watch any of like I TLC is the wrong network, but maybe Hallmark, Lifetime, like Hallmark, she, yeah, I think yeah, she's all over the place on there. Like my sister watches her on a bunch of shows with a bunch of other like child stars. So mm-hmm. like a lot of those people did go on to do things. Stephen uh, Collins is a piece of shit who actually was a child predator while pretending to be a priest on television, which is just really fucked yeah. Up. It makes the whole show yeah, it makes it different. I didn't know how much we were gonna bring it up and talk about it just because it's so like now. As long so as you know that he's a piece of shit, you know. Yeah, that's fair. It's important I mean, to I say. I don't recommend that anyone go watch it. There are much better shows from this time period, but it was, if, at the time, I was living for the drama. So. No, for sure, for sure. And that's the thing. Like Again, I remember that episode where he was huffing paint and everyone was dying around him because they also huff paint. Because if you huff paint once, people, you die. That's the lesson to take here. And if you Where's listen you to rap work? music... To be fair, you can die if you try to take. Yeah, don't sort have of paint. Like, listen, time. of like, all it, the it, dumb it, lessons that happen on this show, seriously, don't have paint. Um, also, like, there are better and easier to acquire drugs out there than huffing paint. Um, like, really, that's just, <laughs> the lesson that was on that show. Like, I just thought everyone was huffing paint. Like, it was this pandemic. I was like, oh no! Like, this epidemic of people huffing paint. I, I, I'm so scared to go to high school. They're gonna try to get me to huff paint. <laughs> Oh my god! And here's the thing. So I, you laugh. We joke. I, I was at a party once, and they did try to get me to huff VHS tape cleaner. Listen, but when you huff things that come out of, of like aerosol is the word I'm looking for. I yes, think. yes. Containers, you can die immediately. So yeah, you get a bubble in your brain. Yes, um, and die. But anyways, uh, don't do those things, kids. Seventh heaven. You learned learned some lessons. Also, there, usually there's something about Jesus in there, but uh, I didn't learn oh, a lot yeah, of those yep. ones. But I don't have paint, so can we really say they yep. fucked up? No. You know what? Honestly, lessons learned. One one thing for sure. Also, I do want to say I didn't huff the VHS tape cleaner either. <laughs> like I want to throw that out there. I just okay. want to disclaim it. Didn't do that either. Those kids had fun. I didn't do that. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> okay. 
but yeah that was definitely the on the drama side wb definitely had all that like buffy obviously could fit in there but there were several crossover hits so like seventh heaven like we mentioned but like that was a prime time show if your family was even remotely religious everybody in the family was watching something like that buffy was a teen show but everybody watched buffy because it was badass but then you had shows like uh even something that actually was good like i think iCarly is actually a very good show and the reboot is solid i want to do a whole episode on on iCarly as a whole i think that's a fun show when it holds up now but i then love you iCarly get, same right and but you get into the more i i guess iCarly is slapstick but it was a good show when you get to the lower grades of the show like i would think drake and josh i think is a lower tier show but it was well written listen i know i love drake and josh except for now drake bell is problematic no. Drake Bell is a piece of shit as well as a lot of the producers on this show. I can't remember the guy's yeah. name, but the guy who created a lot of those shows is also a piece of shit. Um, Dan something, I think. Yes, yes, something like that. Um, but a lot of those shows were so slapsticky, you can't appreciate them if you didn't watch them originally. Like, it was this broad comedy that if you weren't, at the time, a teen or like a preteen kind of age. Do they say preteen anymore? Is it just teen? If you weren't like think... 14. <laughs> Okay, yep. You know what I mean? If you weren't 12 to 14, you couldn't appreciate those shows if you watched them now. Because you watch them, you're like, well, this is just stupid. And you're like, well, you're right, but so is SpongeBob, and that's amazing. Right. I, I feel like if you missed the boat, you missed the boat, and you, you didn't quite enjoy them on the same level as we did. It's just like, I, I watched some of these reruns of shows like Boy Meets World, or, uh, well, Boy Meets World's different, it kind of holds up, but something like Smart Guy, I think, is a good example. The premise is so out there and so strange. It's like when people try to get me to watch something like, um, Cody in the House, or Cory in the House, Cory in the House, is that what it's called? I think that was after us, I don't remember that. Either. Yeah, yeah, I think it's like the spinoff of, uh, That's So Raven. He goes okay. to the White House or something. When you try to watch something like that, or Hannah Montana is a really good example. If you didn't grow up watching Hannah Montana, that is the dumbest shit ever. <laughs> You're like, uh, oh, she has a double life? No, no. No, she puts on a wig and this is ridiculous? Is that any more ridiculous than the Power Rangers always wearing the same color? No, it's not. No. But I watched that growing <laughs> up. But I didn't watch Hannah Montana. So when I would when I would date girls in high school that, that watched Hannah Montana, they would talk about it with reverence. Or when I would talk to people now a days and, and they mentioned like, oh, yeah, when I was a kid, I watched Hannah Montana. It's so stupid, right? But if you were in the, that moment, it was catered to you in such a way that it's like when you talk about NCIS for old people, <laughs> you know, like how how does how is NCIS right. still one of the most watched television shows on the planet? It's because it is so tuned in to its target demographic that it has created the perfect show, the perfect formula for them. It's delivering exactly what they want on so many different levels that it's the perfect show. Something like Hannah Montana, Drake and Josh, iCarly, those kinds of shows did the same thing. They just did it before anybody else was doing it. That was the genius of Nickelodeon when you think about it as a whole. When you have things like All That, when you have things like Double Dare, these shows that were, like you know, like I said, for all intents and purposes, stupid. There was no point. They were not trying to teach you a lesson. They were not pandering to kids. They were just like, they were hey, listen. A story. They weren't, honestly, they weren't, they weren't telling a story. They were telling a formulaic primetime plot, but they dumbed down even more. They were like, well, listen, this is just funny shit, right? Like, it's funny when Spencer trips and yells in iCarly. Like, what is funny, though? You say, a very tall man with long hair falls. That's not a funny thing on paper, but when you watch him do it, it's hilarious. And is yes. that the plot line of most of the episodes? Yes, he's injured and they have to dance around it for some reason. <laughs> like that's just that that is a plot of many episodes of that entire network, really. 
And it, because yeah. it was targeted in such a way, that was exactly what we wanted to see. It's the same thing with like teen drama. When you watch those melodramatic shows, even ones that did have some comedy infused, that is your life. Everything is so heightened at 14 to 16. Everything is life or death. So, yeah, when you watch Jimmy and you don't know if he'll ever be able to walk again, like, that shit's serious, man. Why would you bring Jimmy up? <laughs> Why? Why would you bring Jimmy up? Like, this shit's crazy. You're like, oh, man, there might be a chance. It's like, same thing, honestly. Uh, it's like what Glee did for another generation. Like, I watched Glee as an adult because it came out when I was, like, 16, I think, somewhere around there. Um... And as problematic as almost the entire cast is from Glee, like, I think they all suck. Uh, I'm sure there's exceptions. Jane Lynch probably is the only one I could think of. Um, but the m majority of that cast sucks. Um, but when you look at something like that, it just catered to its audience so well. It's like, it's well-written, it's funny, and it's not trying to be something it's not. It's not trying to appeal to everybody. It knows who it's targeted at, and it's just going to roll with it. Yeah, I don't think that a lot of those, I think that's sort of the difference too between something like Full House or Women's World where it sort of blurs the lines is the holdup of it, right? Like mm -hmm. how well it holds up years later to go back and rewatch. Rewatching Zoe 101 is hard for me <laughs> now, like, but I was very into it when it was on. You know what I mean? Honestly, um, it carried the torch with things like uh, uh, The Secret Life of an American Teenager. Things like mm -hmm. that were like, those tried to be more primetime, and they didn't work. They worked because no one else was doing out their plots like ABC Family was doing. ABC Family was like, give us your craziest pitch. We'll make that a fucking show. Oh, did you accidentally get knocked up at, <laughs> at uh, a clinic where you were going to get checked out by your gynecologist? Yeah, perfect. Sign me up. That is the show. We'll call you the Virgin Mary. Let's do this. Like, they, they were just like, listen, we don't care. Give us the craziest shit. You don't have a belly button? Show. Right there. We got this. Kyle XY, if you don't get the reference. Uh, but they were trying to appeal to a broader <laughs> audience, so they didn't last the same way. But when you get something like Drake and Josh, the reason why Drake and Josh lasted, it was like, oh, do 14-year-olds like watching two guys argue in a bedroom? Perfect. We got this. It got really quiet. You still there? <laughs> Here, yeah, I was just letting you uh, rant away for a second. I was, and I was, sorry, I will, I will calm down. I just think it's interesting no, that they, they know where to, they know where to target so, so well. So we talked about your touchstone a little bit, and then we, I abruptly stole the show. So where do you think it went to now? When you think of those shows, what do you think is this generation's version of it? Well, I, so it's difficult now with streaming platforms because mm -hmm. I don't know that you that either you can you can super target right where it's something that is only exclusively for people that are very into this thing right it doesn't have to fit like a lot of things or it's too generalized because you want to pick up a bunch of seasons you yeah. know what I'm saying does that make sense yeah honestly and that's so what I was going to say was, I, you know it's all over the place with those different streaming platforms they hit like one and a half seasons of a show that's made for 14 people <laughs> Yeah, so then it's just like, uh, I don't want to watch. Like, I, I haven't put in a lot of the time or the effort to watch some, some of these shows because it's like, is it going to get a second season? Am I going to become invested and then not like it? Plus, it's not really necessarily for me. Not that I don't still, like, love a good drama, but it just does I'm not, you know, 14 to 16 with the same level of, of hormones. Like, so the, emotion, the emotions of do or die, <laughs> like, this seems a little dramatic to me, like, now. And listen, I might be dramatic, but like this is this is too much, right? Like, 
and it's you even see those so obviously you have the 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 examples of when they reboot those shows or do like uh uh return season something like iCarly where it's like it's now come back same cast but now it's for people our age because they're like well these people will still watch it we don't we're not targeting it towards kids anymore yeah it's like the opposite of what they did with girl meets world girl meets world was like hey let's capture the old audience again and find a new one whereas in these shows are like you know what forget the new audience this isn't a unicorn we're gonna just target them we have 300 people that are gonna watch this cool we'll go for five seasons but those 300 people will be perfect um but (laughs) (laughs) they just they they know what they're what they're targeting again they know like how to play to our senses and now they have that nostalgia bomb they can also drop on us when it comes to like kids and teens that are watching it I don't think they're just, I don't think they're imbibing the same content anymore. That's what TikTok is. Unlike, unlike us, they have way more choices. And even though we did have social media, think about the infancy of the social media we were using when Drake and Josh was on, right? Like they were using MySpace on there. It was non-existent for me though. I didn't even have a MySpace. Like I didn't have any kind of social media until I was... Uh, halfway through my senior year, same, I want to say. Same, exactly. But the the other teens who did, you know, who could afford things other than ramen, they did have. Yeah. <laughs> they had internet, wow. Yeah, you know, like, you know, not everybody, Chelsea, I hate to burst your bubble, not everybody was sitting at home eating elk from the woods and watching uh, reruns of Wishbone, okay? You might be well, a little bit of a unique snowflake when it comes to that. Wow, special and individual in my own way. You are. Also, I was going to say, melt very quickly. It doesn't really fit necessarily, but I was going to, I had a long diatribe that was going to go tie you back into Wizard of Oz. It doesn't matter. It's not worth it. Uh, <laughs> Save it for another day. Save it for another day. Anyways, but yeah, like they watch TikTok. They have their YouTubers. They. Ha- I watch some of the YouTube content, like my nephew watches. My nephew's 17. And it is the same type of ridiculous slapstick stuff that I would cringe at now watching something like Drake and Josh. I feel like I'm shitting on Drake and Josh a lot. It's a pretty solid show for that target audience. Um, but, but it is silly when you watch today. But you see that same kind of content coming out of things that are now, I would say, YouTube, but not even YouTube anymore. TikTok. Those same types of creators are on there now. And you're seeing that same juvenile humor that's hyper-focused. And it's popping up on there. And while entertaining... It just doesn't serve the same thing. It doesn't have to be a half an hour long. It can be three minutes or less. And it just... It, it skips the middleman, essentially, of some creepy year old, uh, 40-year-old guy who is probably preying on half the people backstage. And instead, you have the 14-year-old who's just like, well, I can just make that content myself and not have to talk to anybody creepy and make a million dollars on TikTok. I mean... Yeah, I, that's essentially, yeah. But the only, so the only problem though, I mean like, so yeah, TikTok's content, especially like some of this almost serialized shows that I've seen pop up on there. But the difference is that like, I wonder if attention spans, because it's only, you have like a max of what, like three minutes or something to that. Yeah, effect, if you've made enough videos, you, you unlock three minute videos. Right, so it's like, our, is the death of like, regularly spaced episodes or even you know 50 minute episodes or movies in general like because you want it all so uh like sucking it that it's like so to the point you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. that you can have it in three minutes so why would i watch anything else or why would i do is that like where we're headed do we think 
Yeah, I definitely or... I definitely think we reached an extinction point of the shows specifically that we're talking about. So I joked about NCIS, right, where it's this hyper-focused thing. Mm-hmm. It knows it's tar- targeting people between 50 and 75 years old who are afraid of minorities but also love cops. You know, like, it knows who its target audience is, right? So they make a show that's specifically right. for them. They, they will imbibe one-hour content that serialized semi you know like the, the relationships pop up they, they kill off whoever's the newest person whereas with our our audience like our generation they have a similar thing right they know that we'll imbibe a half hour comedy that is referencing a nostalgic thing and bringing back some new elements and aging it up they know that we essentially the gritty or funny reboot like that's us that's our generation so they know they can hit us with that they're not going to be able to do right. that for this younger generation, and that's why you see large corporations shifting to things like YouTube, things like TikTok. So I think that part is dead. You're not going to see a lot of new sitcoms that are targeted towards that audience pop up in the same way. Uh, it's not like it'll never go away. My kids obviously watch tons of actual sitcoms, half-an-hour shows, 15-minute shows on Disney Channel, YouTube, Netflix, they still watch that content, but I don't think it'll be as pervasive, and it'll definitely just be different. Like it'll it'll be a different beast by the time they're rebooting it for them in sixty years or whatever. <laughs> yeah, Cause, I, cause yeah I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know what it'll be. I mean, to think about it, even just how far like film and cinema and also like the television have come, and now streaming, and just even streaming, even just in the last ten years, you know. Like, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to think that they're going to be nostalgic for streaming shows, I think is very interesting. Um, like my, my daughter, one of her favorite shows, I, I can't even think of the name of it. It's this weird Roger Rabbit live action CG hybrid show about this. She's mm-hmm. So she's a horse girl, but she can also cross over to this fairy world. And when she crosses over to the fairy world, she becomes a fairy and it's all CG. I apologize to the creators of the show that has her enraptured. Um, I think it's some sort of Italian uh, production because that's where like all the other kids on the show speak Italian. So, I <laughs> it's a shit. listen. There's a lot of weird shit. She watches a lot of Korean CG shows as well. Um, but she she watches this and I'm watching. I'm like, oh, this is actually fascinating that she likes it. This seems like something that would pop up on Nickelodeon in 2005. You know. Um, <laughs> But that show does not garner a gigantic audience. It's never popping up on the Netflix top 10. Not every single kid has a t-shirt of it. Like the other show she watches a lot, Vampirina, for example, or My Little Pony. She loves those shows. I do see merch of those shows. Those kids are wearing that when she goes to school. So there is a combination of there are so many new things. Like There's so many ways to get your show out there now where there's a lot less uh less less of a chance to garner that gigantic audience so when you talk about those nostalgic bonds like even people that didn't watch iCarly are gonna have paramount plus and go well i heard of iCarly if they were to reboot her weird hybrid you know horse girl show no one's gonna watch that in 20 years like like, exactly well listen if, if they rebooted power rangers which they are doing people are going to watch that people know that that name has name recognition right people know what power rangers is if they rebooted big bad beetleborgs now there's like there's lots of us on the internet that know what big bad beetleborgs are but the general audience isn't like oh yeah i love those beetle power rangers like they're not they're like what the fuck is the big bad beetleborgs (laughs) 
because it was on for two seasons and if you weren't watching like fox that's... kids no one knows what the fuck the big bad beetleborgs are <laughs> i feel like that's fair like or let, let's go one further do you remember mystic knights of tiernanog no. No, exactly. No one does. No one does. There's me and 50 other dudes who are like, oh yeah, Mystic Knights of Tiernanog. That was fucking dope. <laughs> like, it was basically Saban tried to do what happened with Power Rangers, but instead of buying Super Sentai footage, they uh, were going to shoot their own show. So they went to New Zealand because that's where they could afford to shoot and it looked cool. And this is where Saban's love affair for New Zealand happened. That's where all of their mm -hmm. later Power Ranger seasons would be produced. So uh, they went to New Zealand and they were going to create their own show. So it was about these knights and they transformed and their transformations were much less, uh, I'll just say good. Like they, said they were not, it was not good looking. You know, they would be wearing armor and they'd fight really bad CG skeletons, but it was fantasy. Uh, I thought it was amazing. No one watched it. It's, I think it has like one and a half seasons. No one knows what the fuck I'm talking about, so I won't go much longer. But it'd be like if they rebooted Mystic Knights of Tiernanog, four people would be so fucking hyped, man. And I'm one of them. I'm three of them, actually. I'd be so fucking pumped. <laughs> and, and my buddy Dave. And we'd be the only people that watched that. They can't, it's the same problem with these Netflix shows um that served like two seasons no one remembers even some of the bigger productions right like you have your stranger things where everything everybody watches but do you remember um oh shoot it was called the in-between i think i don't think so, so had jeanette mccurdy um fr funny enough from iCarly, the girl who played sam mm -hmm. and she, it was about this town uh, and everybody between the age of 14 and like 18 survived a, a pandemic, essentially. Everybody else died. And uh, so it's, just, it's like Lord of the Flies kind of thing, right? It meets okay, the, under yeah. the dome. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm obviously, I, I think there's more to it. I think they're trapped within a town and people outside of the quarantine zone are still alive too. Um, but any, it doesn't really matter, right? Because no one fucking watched it. No one has any idea what the fuck I'm talking about. Okay, so, so it was just... <laughs> so you can't reboot those things. And while there were duds like that back in the day on... It was just called Between, by the way. Just Between. Uh, uh, yes, of course. <laughs> How could it not have been? I found the wiki for it. <laughs> um, I found the wiki. Yeah. acquired it. Exactly. Like, you do have things like Radio Free Roscoe and the other things that... that popped up from those that they can't reboot as well but not nearly the same number the amount of, of things that they throw at the wall that don't stick now because there's so many different streaming platforms people think of the streaming platforms as like when you would subscribe to a channel with like dish network you would buy a new cable package there'd be lots of channels that had their own original programming but it's not the same because those channels that had original programming did not have the billions of dollars that amazon has when they throw at, like they throw at a season of a show that probably will get canceled so you have these huge budgets these huge names that pop up on a show for half a season in something like Jeanette McCurdy, who at the time did have cachet. Like, like she did just come from my Carly. It was like, what is she going to do next? And they're like, oh yeah, she'll be on the show that no one will watch. No one has any idea what you're talking about. So I don't, I don't see it happening the same way for the next generation of people. Not to sound like an old, old fogey. I don't think ours was better, by the way. I don't think that Drake and Josh is vastly superior to any of the shit you're watching on TikTok. That is not at all what I'm saying. <laughs> 
<laughs> I just think I just think it's it's serving different masters. So we're gonna keep getting those those reboots. They're gonna keep doing half an hour comedies for us. Uh, that will probably it's like we're gonna get Drake and Josh and like he'll be filming his scenes from a prison cell, and uh, Josh oh, Josh will be his lawyer or some shit. He's on Tur- Turner guess- and Hooch right now. I was just gonna say, and I uh, I heard it was pretty funny actually that it was a good like reboot or whatever. Okay, listen, I don't know. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. And listen, <laughs> so I you know did watch it. Okay. I did. I, not that <laughs> the Turner was a good movie either, but Tom Hanks and anything it was just Tom Hanks hanging out with a dog, and that was the thing. People forget in the late eighties and, and early nineties, like it, you could pair up any actor with a dog. That's a movie, and not only is it a movie, it's a Disney movie. <laughs> That, it's something that I will watch probably. <laughs> so you, they, they either were were begrudging partners in solving the crime. There was a lot of crimes involving dogs in the nineties, or or fantasy body swaps. Oh, not playing sports. Well, oh, they also they, oh man, listen, I think you're right. I think there's a third. They were playing a shit ton of sports, <laughs> man. And you think Air Bud was the only one? He was not. No, not at all. But he was the best. It, like, listen, there's nothing in the rule book that says a dog can't play. <laughs> nothing in the rule book. When he hits that jumper. Oh, my God. Like, listen, people, like, the one thing I can do. So, I, I, I do like playing basketball. I'm not good at it. I can play okay defense. But I have an incredible jump shot. Like, I do. Like, it's the one thing. Like, I am proud. Like, if I'm going to go play baseball, if you put me in center field, I can go- dive and catch a ball. It looks neat. I know how to bunt very well, and I can hit a jump shot. But people that are like, oh, where'd you learn it? I learned it from Air Fucking Bud. Okay, like you watch his form. <laughs> like, do I do it with I my mean, nose? Yes. No, because his was too powerful. I can't do that. I don't have that same capability. But his form, you, listen, you can't deny it. And there's nothing in the rules that says he can't play. That's I heard it repeated many times, and so <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I know that that's a fact. Like, sure, definitely. <laughs> I wanted. I, well, I always wanted to use that. I, I played in a lot of really esoteric games that went to tournaments in high school. Things like Magic the Gathering, shit like that. Where it's like, I, I play Catan tournaments, right? I really wanted to have a dog sitting down and be like, listen, there's nothing in the rule book that says dog can't play. <laughs> Strain your dog. Just into the shadow realm. I, it's like, I, don't think he, I don't think he's going to win. I just want him to be able to sit calmly at the table. <laughs> Just looking like You're there's nothing in the rule book. I want a, I want a grown man wearing glasses who's got like his his hair is kind of receding. He's got a mustache, and he's got to walk over exasperated because it took him so long to walk from here to the bench and be like, "There's nothing in the rule book. Gotta let him play." <laughs> that dude should have won an Oscar because that was one of the best oh. moments I've ever seen. He does the anime glasses flash. Oh man! All right, all right. So back to topic. Let's wrap this up real quick. So, any other shows that we didn't mention that you wanted to talk about for these? Many, I'm sure. Uh, We didn't really touch on Saved by the Bell, but I know that we have sort of slated that we would do a whole episode on it because it is iconic. It it has returned, and you know what? It's returned. Not bad. I don't think it's getting a second season, but it was not bad. I so I watched the first two episodes. I want to say, and okay, yeah, listen, I that's it. all and I saw then, too. Maybe it got real bad after episode three. Uh, okay, so maybe we just didn't watch enough. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
was just, I just wanted a sampling. Like it gets real racist in episode three, and we never saw. We're just like, oh, it's not bad. And they're like, oh, these guys are fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> so we, no, disclaimer: only watch till episode two. If it gets if it gets bad after that, it's my bad. My bad. Um, me. <laughs> but you know that is funny. That I think that's that's a microcosm we didn't touch on a lot. So we mentioned that like Degrassi existed way before. It just didn't hit like American audiences till later on, really. But uh, something like Saved by the Bell really was that that teen show for an earlier generation. It was a primetime show, and like families did watch it. But that was a teen show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it definitely, definitely was. Because uh, I don't know how you could care about some of the things that happened if you were not of that age. Exactly. It's just it is interesting to think about that they were targeting those shows earlier on. Because uh, when you think about, like, the audience before when people only had, like, six channels, you know, it was, can you hit all four quadrants, right? Can you hit kids, teens, old people's minorities? I don't remember what the quadrants were. Um, but can you, like, do, like, those crossover hits that everybody thinks is amazing? Like, something like Stranger Things. Like, everybody loves Stranger Things, right? So they would always right. try to hit that. Except for nobody fucking likes the same thing. Like, that's just not how things exist. <laughs> I mean, yeah closest you get is stuff like game of thrones which brought so many people to fantasy yeah right yeah you that, that that's true like i i guess those things do exist but not in the same way where like every show tries to hit it um that should be yeah. an episode we do on its own is not about game of thrones but all of the things that channels tried to create that weren't game of thrones like do you remember that they tried they to do tried. wizard of the oz uh, on abc no yeah, it was. It, it, I, I, I might be joking around. It might have been ruined. It might not have been called Wizard of the Oz, but it was something like that. Was it um, just called Oz? It might have. No, it can't, it can't be Oz because HBO. Because they had their Wizard show called Wizard of Oz. Oz shows. The Wiz Live. <laughs> it was not the Wiz, the Wiz Live. No, this was like. <laughs> it tried to be Game of Thrones. It had Vincent D'Onofrio in it. Uh, adaptations of the wizard of Oz. i'm on deep dive right now just it was on nbc or abc something like that his majesty the scarecrow of oz no that's from 1914 <laughs> what year are you thinking it's from uh 2014 15 emerald city as 2017 okay. nbc emerald city watch okay. the trailer you can watch the whole first season there's 10 episodes you can see it on peacock um don't <laughs> just watch, watch the trailer it. just watch the trailer it's just not worth it. watching it was not good they tried though for sure but the thing that a lot of them miss like so they put them on these network shows and like everybody watches the networks you have people that, you have the ncis crowd they're who watches networks you can't be putting a game of thrones like that's based on the wizard of oz like th there's a lot of problems with this and they thought what would fix it vincent d'onofrio they're like you know that guy who touches a lot of shit on one of our Law and Order spinoffs, yeah, let's put him in that. <laughs> I heard he's real good on Daredevil. Yeah, definitely put him in the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Like, okay, you don't need. Also, you don't need to make the Wizard of Oz gritty. It's already gritty. That's a fucked up world, a fucked up set of books that were based up on a fucked up allegory. You don't need to make the Emerald City dark. All right, it's already dark. Auntie M, sure, some... she was fucking goofy, but. Some people, you mean Aunt May's version 1.0? <laughs> my favorite, so my, my wife's name is M. You know this, but for the audience, my wife's name is M. And I have uh, a nephew, and we just had another niece who was born. And my wife is their Auntie M. And it never ceases to amaze me. <laughs> it never makes me laugh. And I, my nephew didn't realize this. And we watched Wizard of Oz recently, and I took him to... Uh, 
Oh, shit. Where did we go? We went to the Detroit Zoo, and we were trying to get her attention, and he's going, ATM, ATM. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so dumb, <laughs> but I thought it was the funniest shit on the planet. <laughs> You would. Is uh, all I have to say to you. So let's wrap this up, and let's talk about our new segment that is just the Kevin Bacon game. We're gonna play the Kevin Bacon game because I think that the Kevin Bacon game is one of the most underrated games of all time. I think Kevin Bacon is one of the most underrated actors of all time, and I really enjoy this game immensely. And I'm gonna make you listen to it. And for the people who are listening on Patreon, if you have subscribed over there and you don't want to hear the Kevin Bacon game, I can put that on there as a tier. Like you can pay a certain amount and you don't hear the Kevin Bacon game. That's something we could do. It's like this is the no ad tier and this is the no Kevin Bacon tier. I understand. I get it. <laughs> I understand that you don't want to have fun and enrich your life <laughs> That's with right. six degrees of separation, Kevin Bacon. Exactly. But for you sons of bitches who do want to play and do want to listen, saddle up. Okay, Chelsea, I got a couple of options for you, but I, I think I'm going to change it because we're on this train now. I am going to okay. pick Vincent D'Onofrio for you. For Kevin, for the Kevin okay. Bacon, game. and you can't, you can't just look it up. Don't be, don't just like go to the Kevin Bacon website and type in Vincent D'Onofrio. That is cheating. Okay. Okay. You do get two lifelines. If you can't remember the name of an actor, you can ask me the name, and I will look up the name of the actor that you're trying to, to relate to. And you can look up one movie. If you're like he was in this movie with this person, what's the name of the movie? You can get that. So you have two lifelines. If you don't okay. know the actual rules of the Kevin Bacon game, I'll explain it now for the newbies. So the Kevin Bacon game, the idea is that Kevin Bacon has worked with everybody in Hollywood. He's just, he's everywhere. He's ubiquitous. He's um, omniscient, omni, omnipotent, omnipotent? Omni, omnipresent, omnipresent. That's the word I'm looking okay. for. He has one of those deity like uh, powers. Um, so w the idea is between six degrees of separation, you can connect any actor in Hollywood to Kevin Bacon. And that's what you do in this game. If you can get there under six, you can connect them to Kevin Bacon. And what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to keep in a spreadsheet that keeps points. So at the end of the season, we can see who has won. And it's golf rules. You want the lowest amount of points. Okay. So, like, if you can connect someone to Kevin Bacon in one point, like, they were in a movie with Kevin Bacon, you win. So the idea is I... for us to pick obscure and difficult people for each other. I I feel like this shouldn't be hard. I feel like they must have been in a movie together just because of the years active. Um, but I, it's hard. You know. Like there's like, and I've been playing this game for years and sometimes I'll name somebody. And then later on, I'll look it up. And like, they were in like several movies together. Right. I'm like, oh, fuck. Um, okay. So, um, can, do you want me to start from Kevin Bacon and work backwards? Or do you want me to start with Vincent D'Onofrio and work forwards? Whichever way you prefer. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, either either way works. Okay, I feel like um. And, and for the listeners to remind you, Vincent D'Onofrio is there. It's like when you're playing the pyramid game, and like a little word and pops up on the screen. And he plays Wilson Fisk, which is like the thing I know him best from. So that's I'm just trying to think of what else I have seen him in. Okay. okay. Um, you know what I mean? I think that he's in. One of the new Jurassic World movies, I think. Yes, I think he is. I think he's in Jurassic World. The original one? The, well, the not, you know. <laughs> not the you know, the, oh, God, oh, we're so old. There are people who are like, yo, I love Jurassic World. And you're like, yo, there was three prequels to that. Like, no way. They made prequels to Jurassic <laughs> World. Was Chris Pratt a little kid in them? Right. So then I want to go Chris Pratt. Um, 
probably would be the next easiest because I just try to go big. You know what I mean? So, uh-huh. so he was in it with Chris Pratt. Um, and then Chris Pratt is in all of Marvel. So I'm sure that Marvel. there's something, I'm sure that there's something there that will be, I just, I'm thinking I'm trying, I'm trying to find. <laughs> no, you're fine, dude. This is, this is what I wanted to do. I, I wanted to make it entertaining. So for, for again, to play the golf commentary while you're thinking, Everybody, she is at one point of separation. Vincent D'Onofrio was in Daredevil with nobody that was Chris Pratt, but he was in Jurassic World with Chris Pratt. Yeah. So that's, I mean, I'm not going to Daredevil. That's just my touchstone for Oh, I know. I was just, I was just recapping, I I was recapping your your chain of thought. Yeah. I don't know a ton of stuff that he, um. But now you're at Chris Pratt. So what was Chris Pratt in? I know that's not what I'm at, and I'm th- I'm going through the Marvel movies. I'm just <laughs> trying to find like um, somebody that I'm sure once again many that were in um, that were in a Marvel movie or whatever. Um, so Chris Pratt is in. I'm really trying to get it to. Yeah, that's why, like, uh, what I like to do is I like to pick two in. So, like, it, Vin, what do you know Vincent D'Onofrio in? But then also, what are the Kevin Bacon movies you know? Because, like, right, sure, maybe so, they're in a movie together, but if you don't know that movie, that's not going to help you. No, I know. So I'm Jennifer Aniston in Picture Perfect, right? Like, I love that movie. Um, a Few Good Men with Tom Cruise. And that's one, I use I use A Few Good Men very often. Because not only yeah, is that Jack just Nick, an immacul- Jack immaculate also. film. Andy oh, Sorkin's my God, it's best, one of my favorites. But, like, um, it's one of my favorite movies, actually. A few good men. You want you want to watch a few good men sometime? Kind of. Um, and then he's in Crazy Stupid Love with Steve Carell, Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone. Cra- Crazy and Stupid Love, Luke- also good movie. David Linhog Luke- in Crazy Stupid Love. Yes, yes, that's it's one of my favorite roles of his. Um, Any anybody who gets punched by Ryan Gosling in a movie, you know, like you're already top notch for me. <laughs> or if you got to punch Ryan Gosling in a movie, top notch for me. No, you're not wrong. Um, Harrison Ford is both. Harrison Ford is in what? Is what? He got punched and punched Ryan Gosling. Really? Yeah, Blade Runner 2049. I don't right. think that I watched. That's the new Very one with Ryan Gosling? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. Not the Harrison Ford. Was Harrison Ford in the new one? Yes. Danny Villeneuve. Making, I feel... It was a solid movie. Very good. I honestly feel nervous. Like, I feel like it's affecting my performance right now. Okay, well, I'll let you think. And to entertain the audience, how about you give me your pick? Okay, well, my pick was going to be Charlie Chaplin. That was a fucking asinine thing, you (laughs) son of a bitch. Charlie Chaplin? Okay, okay, no, no. He's got to be in a talkie. We got to at least be in a talkie. Let's set some boundaries here. I gave you Vincent D'Onofrio. You cannot give me Charlie Chaplin. Okay, how I don't think Charlie Chaplin by like the rules today of SAG, like the Screen Actors Guild, I don't think he'd even be a member because he has no speaking lines. <laughs> like that's the that's how you get your card. Charlie Chaplin. Uh, Nobody with a Hitler mustache, okay? That's the new rule. Nobody who's known for wearing a bowler hat. God. Okay, sorry. Sorry. Charlie sorry, Chaplin. Sorry. Listen, I wouldn't throw a fit if I had a, a connection for Charlie Chaplin. I honestly, that would be 
only person I could think of that I couldn't, you know, I was like, oh, you know, how could you get there or whatever? Like, how about some sportsmanship that. here, Charles? Jesus. Okay, sorry. Um, how about then, uh, Chad Michael Murray? We talked about One Tree Hill for a Chad briefly. Chad Michael Murray. You know now what? we're talking. <laughs> you know okay. What? Chad Michael <laughs> Murray. Okay. That's gonna be I was Googling Charlie's Trap and I was like, do you ever appear in a speaking role? Not that I can tell. <laughs> um, also, I think I'm gonna go John C. Riley, who's in Guardians of the Galaxy with Chris Pratt. Okay, okay. So you got two. You're at two separations right now. Yep, yep. And then um, I just feel like that's gonna open it up more. I honestly think they might have also been in a movie together, uh, but I can't remember the name of it. Okay. So I don't know if I can use my help or not. Uh, well, no, no, no. I was I, like when I was saying the help is not that are they in a movie together. It's uh. If you know they were in a movie together, no. but you don't remember the title. Right. I'm pretty sure that they were in a movie together, but I can't remember the title. Okay. What's it about? So it was uh, an adventure, and they were on a rafting trip, I think, or oh. some sort of boat trip. And this is Kevin Bacon and and uh, and who? John C. Riley. John C. Riley. Yeah. I'm I'm almost positive he's in it. Like I, it's been a while since I've seen it. Um, but I am like, if you can give me a third person, that's what will make the world. If you can name a third person in this movie, I will tell you what it is. Okay. Um, fuck. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to check your phone history too, by the way, if you're Googling this shit. I'm not. No, I can't. Oh, I'm going <laughs> to tell you what the name of the fucking movie was. Um, they're on it. They're. I think it's a family. Um, the wife, I think, is someone memorable. Okay, I'll tell you. Yes, it's someone mer- memorable. I do know the movie you're talking about. Uh, and they're like gonna get divorced or something, and her and like the the custody of the son or something to that effect i don't um oh my god i don't know who it is all right well i'll go back i'll still go john c Riley, but i can't think of another person that's in the movie i think you were so close you're so close i just yeah i can't picture i i can't it's not it was not a popular movie just so you know like you're not like crazy like it was a movie okay. you you're not a fever dream that movie does exist but it is not a popular one Okay well <laughs> uh, I love the I love this game I think the reason why I love this game is when I play it with other people it makes it makes everybody feel the way that I feel with my brain I'm like you know it's got the guy from the thing come on uh, there's a river there's a fam- they're on a quest I, I swear uh, I don't remember okay it's not a quest but like i don't remember like i remember that they're doing some sort of family thing which just makes me think of the fucking robin williams movie rv that's where my brain immediately went or rv or the movie with jennifer aniston when it's fucking um when it's fucking uh meet the millers or we're the millers or whatever it is like yeah we're the millers (laughs) yeah yeah even though they're not the same kind of movie at all they're both in an rv for a large quantity of the movie so if we could start a genre called uh rv movies they're definitely both there. (laughs) just family camping movies like uh shoot me (laughs) (laughs) no that was different that's got michael j fox in it 
No, yes. no, that was Spin City. Just Shoot Me was David Spade. Okay, so... Anyway, are you going to go on Chad Michael Murray? I am, I am ready, and I already, I already got it. There's a better way for this. I wanted to do... So, uh, I'll give you a minute to think about yours. So, I had a couple different routes here. One of the... I love Crazy Stupid Love. That's probably one of my favorites for this game. Yeah. Because it's so star-studded, right? And I and I like going through Steve Carell, because Steve Carell also has been in a lot of things with a lot of people. Yeah, I, that's what I was trying to do in So, Chad Michael but... Murray obviously was in One Tree Hill. Is that the one? Yes. Okay. But I don't, I've never, I, I, I remember one plot from One Tree Hill and you tell me it never happened, but I'm pretty sure they defused a bomb with a basketball. That's, uh, no. I remember that happening in prime time, but it's okay. It's okay. We can argue about that another time. But for Chad Michael Murray, the one role I do remember him in is from Gilmore Girls. Um, and I, I love Gilmore Girls and he's awful on it, uh, both in acting and in, um, attitude. Uh, that that's not really a, a, a knock on him. Everybody in that show is bad, bad for acting and attitude, but his character especially was a piece of crap. Um, so I was going to go through Melissa McCarthy because I figured I'm like, she's a comedian. She, she's made her way to someone, Stephen, uh, crazy, stupid love. But I do remember that Lauren Graham, Lorelai Gilmore was in bad Santa. Do you remember bad Santa with Billy Bob Thornton? Yes. It's like terrible, terrible film. I'm pretty sure she has anal sex with Billy Bob Thornton in that film because multiple people have anal sex with Billy Bob Thornton in the Bad Santa's franchise. I don't know if you know this. I wish I didn't know this, but it is a thing that I do know. Uh, So Chad Michael Murray was in Gilmore Girls with Lorelai Gilmore, Lauren Graham. Her name is Lauren Graham. She's not Lorelai Gilmore. (laughs) Uh, So that's one degree of separation. Lauren Graham was in Bad Santa with Billy Bob Thornton. And Billy Bob Thornton, please tell me I'm right, he was in Apollo 13 with Kevin Bacon. Okay. So I'm an idiot, and I don't know why I didn't just do that John C. Riley was in. It's obviously in a ton of Will Ferrell movies. What movie is Will Ferrell in that Steve Carell is also in? Oh, Uh, my goodness. Anchorman. Yes, so Anchorman 2, I think, has John C. Riley in it, but I'll just do the first one because I know that it's whatever. I think he shows up. He, so, uh, no, no, he has no, a cameo. It. Doesn't he have a he, cameo? He has a cameo. He plays uh, a ghost for the History yeah, Channel. Yeah, an apparition, an, apparition, uh, an apparition of him appears or whatever to him. Yes, from, uh, from like the Civil War. <laughs> he's yes. definitely in that. I can't remember who he plays, but... I don't even know if he has a, he's, I mean, he's like, he a, does have a speaking list, line. He's like a mentor. Yeah. He's a mentor to. No, he just, uh, he, no, he, no, he's not. No, he just, he shows up in their big battle scene. He He's on the history channels team. Along oh, with right, the right, minotaur. Right. Okay. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> just the sentence so, alone. That's how I got there. I know that it's probably, I, if I would have just been able to think of the other person, it wouldn't have mattered, but so there you go. So, so what was your connection? Chris Pratt. Uh, so Vincent D'Onofrio was your original. Vincent D'Onofrio was in Jurassic World with Chris Pratt. So that's one. Yes. Chris Pratt was in Guardians of the Galaxy with John C. Riley, And yep. John C. Riley was in uh, Anchorman 2 with Steve Carell, Steve Carell, who was in Crazy Stupid Love with Kevin Bacon. Right? Yes. So we both had yes. three. So we're tied. Tied with three points. Um. Just so you know, you could have beat me because John C. Riley was in the Kevin Bacon film The River Wild. Meryl that... Streep was the wife in that one. Meryl Streep. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot Meryl Streep. How do you forget Meryl Streep? 
I don't know because I haven't seen the movie in years and years and years. I barely remember Kevin Bacon and John B. <laughs> Riley being in it. Like, <laughs> not a good movie. <laughs> like when you mentioned that, it's no. like, it, I, I, my mom asked me. She's like, "What do you guys talk about this podcast?" And I told her we talk about the Paper Trail for two and a half hours. <laughs> She's like, who could talk about the paper trail for two and a half hours? That movie's not even two and a half hours long and no one sat through it. <laughs> no, no, exactly. <laughs> what I, I have could... to say is, that was the movie that I, for some reason, was stuck on fucking thinking about. <laughs> I want to know. It was just nerves. I want to know. There had to have been a shorter one. I feel like Chad Michael Murray it was it, not in something with Kevin Bacon, but I feel like there's something closer. Let me... So, a good website to use if you want to fact check somebody or see, like, how well they're doing in the game, you can use this website called the Oracle of Bacon, which is a really fun website. It's just, that's what it does. It tells you how many degrees between Kevin Bacon and, and the actor is. So, Vincent D'Onofrio, I, I, it was kind of a trick question. He's in a movie with uh, Kevin Bacon. I know you've seen it because we watched it either in school or just together in high school. He was in JFK with Kevin Bacon. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do remember that movie. But, but I, you don't I remember Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, I don't remember him being in it. Exactly. So I exactly. never would have went that route with it. And it's telling me well, that Chad Michael Murray is only one degree separated through someone named Paul Rodriguez. But I don't know who Paul Rodriguez is. And I feel like that would be um, cheating if I use that. Because I don't know who that person is. Right. I, well, that's I was like. I'm sure that there's a way. I'm sure I could cheat and get there. Obviously, I could have cheated and got there in the same fucking movie together. But... <laughs> Yeah, but you didn't know. I thought it would be funny because I was like, JFK does seem like a movie that you might have seen. I've definitely seen it, 100%. I do not remember him being in it at all. So now it's telling me, so to go through, so Corbin Blue. Who the hell is Corbin Blue? Uh, he played in Jump In, and he was in High School Musical. Oh, well, so Corbin Blue uh, it would make it one, because uh, Chad Michael Murray was in To Write Love on Her Arms with Corbin Blue. And Corbin Blue was in Beyond All Boundaries with Kevin Bacon. There you go. But you have you seen? I don't know a lot about uh, High School Musical. No, I've seen them all, but I couldn't tell you anybody except for Ashley Tisdale, and of course Zac Efron. Oh, and the the main chick, Vanessa Hudgens. Yes. So obviously I couldn't use her her because I called her the main chick and not Vanessa Hudgens. Right. Am I correct in knowing that Zac Efron did not sing in the original High School Musical? He did not sing in the original, but he sang in all the rest of them. Well, there's only two other ones, right? And, uh, yes. Have you seen High School Musical, the musical of the show? I have not, um, but I did watch the, where they did the, um, maybe I have, where they did the, it's like a Broadway thing. Well, yeah, so it, High School Musical, the musical of the show is basically Glee, if instead of the Glee Club, it was about them, uh, the drama department putting on High School Musical. Then no, that's not what I. That's not. It's what I it's actually about. very good. It's on it's on Disney right. Plus. I thought it was going to be terrible, and I laughed my ass off. So I do recommend High School Musical, the musical, of the show. This <laughs> is so ridiculous. And while we're on strangely named shows, watch Nirvana, Nirvana the band, the show. That's pretty good as well. Hmm. I'll give it a listen. 
<laughs> and someday i just i just started a new anime so me too that. i just started watching the reboot of shaman king on netflix i thought you were gonna watch a comic got kill i've also watched the comic got kill that is very good and i am watching that slowly i can watch shaman king out of the left like out of the left eye while i you know work on stuff for the podcast network because that's my goal for this week i was getting stuff caught up um and because shaman king i've read the manga i watched the original series on the fox box i i can know everything like how we got killed i've never seen before and it's very good so i need to watch that with full attention i'm gonna go watch that when we get off this podcast <laughs> it's incredible i actually started so i've been going to the gym and i started watching it um while i'm so i try to do like a couple miles a day or whatever and then lift but while i'm on the treadmill or mm-hmm. the elliptical or whatever i try to watch uh, a comedy got killed because it's action-packed you know so yeah. i can like i feel very invested next thing i know it's been like 30 minutes or whatever and i'm like oh wow so when i work out I, so i'm such a nerd too i do the same thing except for when i work out i, I like to do i do like karate um, and that's not like, like I, not like Ross karate. Like I do, like I practice karate. Um, and I watch daredevil cause like I'm a child. I watch daredevil. I watch power Rangers with my son. Cause sometimes he does karate with me and I watch Cobra Kai <laughs> cause I'm like, this is right. I gotta watch teenagers beat up on teenagers and or people beat up on Vincent D'Onofrio. And then I get pumped up. I'm so excited. Okay. Like, I know we, we need to end the podcast here, but just real quick, I'm so excited that they're bringing in the Netflix shows into canon, even if it's, like, loosely because they want to reboot that stuff. Because Vincent D'Onofrio is such a good person to be Kingpin. I really yeah. want to see him fight Spider-Man. With Tom Holland? With yeah. Tom Holland. I just, I cannot wait for that to actually happen because that was my childhood. You know, the animated series of Spider-Man, the Kingpin was the main bad guy. I yeah. didn't, like, he didn't even really fight Green Goblin until way later on in that series. So... When everyone's like, oh, Green Goblin's the main bad guy. I'm like, I thought Kingpin was his only bad guy until I was, like, 15. Right. I mean, that's an exaggeration, but you get what I'm saying. So I'm just, I'm very excited for that to actually happen. Yeah, hopefully. I hope it happens. So, I can't, I, I, you love to see it. Um, Real quick plug. So go listen to the Slovenly Trolls. Head over to patreon.com slash creations and go subscribe. Give us a buck. Give us five bucks, ten bucks, a hundred bucks. No bucks. That's fine. But go check out our Patreon. There's lots of new tiers over there. Lots of cool stuff. If you subscribe over there, uh, give us some suggestions for stretch goals. We don't know what we want to do, what we want to build towards yet. We're just excited to have two good podcasts on the network and then comic books coming out. So also check out our comic strips. Uh, We're going to do a crossover here soon. So if you're a patron, you can check out our crossover podcast with the Slovenly Trolls. Um, I'm going to hand them the reins to my comic strip here soon. They're going to write an issue of D and Do This, so that's going to be fun. Which obviously they should just be writing that, um, but they don't want to. So <laughs> for now, it'll just be a fun crossover thing. And then check out my uh, full size comic book, Growing Up. It'll be available there in Comixology and probably lots of other places. And if enough people buy it, maybe I'll print some copies or something for Patreon. Um, so that's all super exciting. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Chelsea, do you have anything to add? Uh, no, not really. I guess you can also head over to our website, CanBeKilledCreations.com. But it's all the I same promise. stuff as our Patreon. What would you say? I promise. I you promise, promise to get better at the Kevin Bacon game. <laughs> yes, get better at the to Kevin to Bacon game. And until I don't know next why. time. I was like... This okay. is difficult, but... <laughs> no, you were put on the spot. I get being nervous, but don't be nervous because um, you're never going to beat me. I am the champ, so... Um... Or tied. Okay, listen. I will be the champ. How about that? 
okay. Like, and also, like, do you remember, you challenged me to make sure we always end the show this way, and I didn't for a long time. When I have it written down, because I have a run of the show, because I'm a professional now. Do you remember how we're supposed to end the show? Anax and the Moon. Anax the Moon! Go watch The Mummy. It's amazing. Yep. Brendan Fraser. Bay. <laughs> Oh my God! Did you see Brendan Fraser cry? Uh, Brendan Fraser crying on that website. What? So he was on this podcast and with a fan, and he's being really sweet as Brendan Fraser is because he is you know the best of us. And this this woman was just talking about how many fans he has on the internet and how everyone on the internet is just super excited to see him finally coming back. And as a tour de force, you know he's in Doom Patrol and he's in a bunch of movies coming up. And how excited mm-hmm. we all are and happy for him to, to finally, you know, be back. And he started to cry because he's just a sweet, sweet man. He's wearing he's wearing a, a cowboy hat. He's like, well, thank you, ma'am. And it's just the, the sweetest thing. I'm going to cry just thinking about it because he's just awesome. Oh, my God. That makes me emotional. I know. I, I know. Brandon Fraser. He deserves the world. He deserves only the world. He does. He and really nothing does. Nothing less. <laughs> Go watch Doom Patrol. He's great on it. <laughs> yeah, it's good. <laughs> all right. A knock to the moon. All right, uh, and then we're gonna cut it there.